So the priest says, oh my gosh, I thought it was an altar boy. <laughs> Did I mention that he had a pet collie? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. It's much funnier if you know that. Maybe. Hey, MASH fans, welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, my amazing co-host, Meds. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Gentlemen. (laughs) Today, we're discussing Season 11, Episode 7, Settling Debts. It's the 247th episode overall, directed by Michael Switzer, that's a new director, written by Thad Mumford and Dan Wilcox, originally aired on December 6th, 1982, and the production code is 1G23. So the priest says, oh my gosh, I thought it was an altar boy. (laughs) Uh, Did I mention that he had a pet collie? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. It's much funnier if you know that. Maybe. Good morning. I bring you samples of what the well-dressed stamp is wearing this year. Mulcahy, from Marvin's House of Mirth. Ah, this must be my Joe Miller joke book. Too late. Oh, you watch it, Colonel. This book is loaded with snappy comebacks. Colonel, here's one for you. What about that other one? What other one? So one in there with Mildred's handwriting on it. She always uses that old fountain pen that makes everything look like it was written by a monk. There it is. This is for Captain Pierce. Pierce? It's got a Hannibal postmark. It's even the stationery Mildred bought at the Sisters of Mercy tag sale last summer. Let me see that. Sorry, sir. Not unless you got some ID that says you're Captain Pierce. And the plot summary for this episode, Hawkeye receives a letter from Colonel Potter's wife where she informs that she has paid the last mortgage on their home and asks Hawkeye and friends to throw a small surprise party for Potter to celebrate. Uh, Colonel, a couple guys here want to meet you. Colonel, Lieutenant Pavlovich of Rear Echelon Security. This is Sergeant Lally. What brings you boys to our duchy? Well, sir, we've had reports of infiltrators in this sector, so we'll be patrolling the Quantu Pass for several days. You never have too many cops on the beat. Why don't you stop by my office? We'll go over your map. A couple of roads up there that could send a young Jeep to a retirement home. <laughs> well, I'd appreciate it, sir. You look pretty young yourself. How long have you had that bar? Two months, sir. Holy Joe, what are you doing this close to the front? Don't they usually start you boys off in the Kid Gloves Battalion? Well, they offered me a desk job in Paris, sir, but I asked to go someplace where I could get my hands dirty. Good for you. Oh, uh, Sergeant, uh, what do you think the men would say to a nice hot meal? Great idea, sir. Might be the last one we get for a while. Follow me, Lieutenant. That guy turned down a job in Paris? I'd give my left bank to go there. He's no spoiled kid. Hmm? Most of these hot shots come up barking orders. Not this kid. He takes good care of us. We take good care of him. And for guest stars, we have Jeff East, who plays Lieutenant Pavlich. Uh, Jeff was born on October 27, 1957, in St. Louis, Missouri. He's an actor known for Superman from 1978. That's the best Superman. Mm. Uh, Tom Sawyer in 73 and Huckleberry Finn in 74. Are you sure Superman's the best one, not Superman 2? Well, no. I mean, that's the original. Just like, yeah, 2 was probably better, but... One is introduced me to that Superman, and that's just the best. Christopher but he, Reeves. But he has it has the bit where he goes around the world backwards, and he's crap, isn't it? Come on, I like that. Come on. Oh no, no. I was no. I was an eight eight year old kid. 
<laughs> it was everything I wanted. But I wanted General Zod with, you know, Terrence Stamp with his awesome beard and, and Nog, whoever his name is, who's a bit of a dick. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and also, I, I have to say, I think the bad guy, the bad girl in that, uh, there's something quite uh, hot about her. I'm just saying. Okay. Just saying. If I'm going to die, <laughs> she's the one who wants to do it. Um, Guy Boyd plays Sergeant Lally. Now, Boyd has starred in nearly 50 motion pictures and is probably best known for his funny and sometimes sick performances as Detective McLean in Brian De Palma's Body Double from 1984. Boyd won the Venice Film Festival's Golden Lion Award for Best Actor for his role in Robert Altman's Streamers in 83. Most recently, he was seen co-starring on the science fiction television series Black Scorpion. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Then we have Michael Lamont was born in 1948 in London, England. He is known for his work on Casino Royale, The Fifth Element, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. He was married to Yvonne Berber. He died in July of 2007. And uh, for those of us who come from the original place of Harry Potter, The Philosopher's Stone. Uh, you wrote this so i don't know why you didn't put down philosophy i would have said it (laughs) um jack mcculloch plays soldier now jack mcculloch was born on august the 30th 1953 in la uh as jackson graham mcculloch he's uh, an actor obviously known for the eagle has landed and the waltons and then of course we have rounding out our guest jennifer davis westmore who returns as the ever lovable nurse (laughs) <laughs> Come on already. It's not every day you get a letter from the boss's wife. What does she say? I'm reading as fast as I can. The last time I saw handwriting like this was on my diploma. It'll go faster if you move your lips. Oh, how about that? She scrimped and saved and paid off the mortgage on their home six months early. Yeah. I've been setting aside my egg money each month. One day I checked the bank book and lo and behold, I had enough to buy the whole hen house. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely Mrs. Potter. I'm I'm enclosing the mortgage and would like you and everyone who's close to Sherman to give him a surprise mortgage burning party. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I can't be there to celebrate with you, but tell Sherman that while you're burning the mortgage, I'll burn the free calendar the bank sent us. <laughs> <laughs> so when's the fire? Well, well, listen, you know it's going to take a while. I think we got to find a caterer and uh, make the place cards. Pierce. Did you get a letter from my missus? Well, uh, I don't know. I got a letter from uh, Mildred Potter. There's only one in Hannibal who writes like a monk. Now, look, if something's wrong, I want to know about it. Oh, no, no, there's nothing wrong at all. As a matter of fact, you're going to like it. Oh, really? Now, there's two total strangers sharing secrets with my wife. And I'm supposed to be tickled pink? All right, I'll tell you what she said. She said, don't tell Sherman. And she outranks us by marriage. Okay, okay. I can see I'm not going to get anywhere here without truth serum. If you fellas don't want to tell me, there's nothing I can do. So I'll be shoving off. We better have this party today before it kills him. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. Okay. I gave it, I have a seven and a half slash eight. Oh, okay. And I'm looking over my notes to try and figure out if there was a scene that I loved that gave it an eight or just I couldn't decide between seven and a half and eight. Yeah, I mean, this this whole episode, of course I'm going to love this episode. That's probably why I gave it like an eight, because it's a Potter-centric episode. Mm. And just the fact that, you know, uh, them trying to stop Potter from going to his uh, tent was hilarious. All the things they, they did, Margaret and her whole nurse plan, which I'm sure she planned to do, 
but Potter loves it, and she's like shocked <laughs> that he actually loves it because to her it was just gibberish, and she probably was just you know biding time. But now she'll actually have to do something like that if Potter liked it. So I thought that was funny. Um, I love the fact that Mildred was able to pay off the house six months early, which is a huge deal. And I love that you know mm. he freaks out because he thinks it's a houseboat, and he goes on and on and on how he doesn't want to live on a houseboat. He's too old for a houseboat. Which I thought was great. Yeah, the whole the B story with the uh, lieutenant, the younger lieutenant. I think he's yeah. lieutenant. And uh, those those soldiers who pull their gun on Hawkeye and want to kill the North Korean, they should have been arrested. Yep, MP job. Hundred percent. That annoyed me so much. Maybe that's why I gave it seven and a half after mm. the fact. Because just that little, I I just don't like. I understand why they did it. They love their commander. You know, and he's great to everybody, and he's not a jerk like most of them. And I get that, but there's also rules of it. There's rules to war. Yeah. You know, you just he's captured. He's a po. He's a POW now. You don't. You can't kill him. You know. And he's like, well, if I would have gotten him out in the field, it would have been different. And yes, that's correct. If he would have killed him out in the field, that's different. That's part of the war. But when in a hospital, you know, you're protected to a certain degree. Hmm. So. It just they he annoyed me. That main character just annoyed me. The 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 buddy who uh, wanted to kill the Korean guy, but uh, yeah, didn't wasn't a big fan of that story. It was such a, a minor story, anyways. B mm. story. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about drunk people because a lot of people are drunk <laughs> in the, this episode. So <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to hearing your take on that. Yeah, Charles was funny. I thought I thought he was hilarious. Even <laughs> Margaret was a little. Uh, drunk at the end, and that was cute. Yeah, I just again, I, I, this group of episodes I didn't take a ton of notes. I was just enjoying the episode. It was fun. It was Potter centric. It's always great to see Potter uh, get to get to uh, you know a story revolve around him. It was funny keeping him trying to keep him away from the from the uh, tent. So uh, yeah, I guess I really don't have much to say. It was good. I enjoyed it. How about you? Yeah, I gave it a seven. Um, okay, <clears throat> I'm not because f- you're your least favorite. least so far, favorite so far. Yeah, um, I, I again, and unfortunately, be, I'm going to be repeating myself a lot over this the, the last cause of our podcast. Unfortunately, because um, this has been done before. Not necessarily mm. the obviously the mortgage hasn't been done before, but we have had this scenario before where they're trying to hide something from Potter and then they all meet him in a tent and all this kind of stuff. So. It does get it got a little bit tiresome for me, and I, mm. there's part of me that just wanted to turn around and go, just call a call, call you know, call a meeting in the mess tent when mm-hmm. everyone's there because they'll all be there on Sunday morning anyway, and announce it there and then and do that, and it would have stopped all this kind of like faffing around, which really did start to get on my nerves a bit. <laughs> There was some nice little moments of it. Again, like, I mean, I think Margaret shone out of this one. Well, Loretta Sweetheart uh-huh. was on this one. Where she's, you know, she, she, as you said, she comes up with this great idea for a roster system and it works really well and she's going to have to put it in place. <laughs> um, Charles Charles slowly getting drunk it w- did annoy me, um, only because of the fact that he, I, I don't quite know why he would get so drunk because he drinks cognac by the glass, which is quite a strong drink to drink. But of course, if you're drinking something you're not used to, then maybe that. And he does do a bit of a pratfall at the end which annoys me um so i can't i can't forgive you for that i really can't the, the b storyline um the i suppose yeah this is not too bad i can't see why he'd want to shoot him because 
you know, they're going through a lot in the field and they're seeing their commander who suddenly got hurt. And I suppose if if I look at it as if I'm out and about with my mates and somebody just for no apparent reason punches my mate in the face, then the first mm-hmm. thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do him over. And I'd probably want to carry on doing that even if we was in the police station. But when you're a trained soldier, that's different. But again, we've talked about this before, being the difference between a trained soldier joining the army because you want to join the army and being an enlisted man is mm-hmm. different because you're an enlisted person. You don't have that training. You're there fighting with your mates. Um, yeah. there's, no, there's no excuse for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it, it's right. But I can't yeah. see why they do it. But what makes, the scene, what makes the scene kind of like works after it and brings it back together is the reaction from the guy in charge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, we are left, though, like it was in the last episode. We don't know if he gets to walk again. I was we, just going to mention that. Yeah, yeah, that's unresolved. So it's a, another great thing of being unresolved. And I like that. I think that makes it up. But it it it's a bit of a filler episode. In, if, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We've said it many times before. It should be the motto of it. You know, there's no real bad episode of MASH. There's just sort of like ones that aren't as good as the others. And this, yes. is, well, this, is, this falls in that genre for me. Yep. Nope. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And IMDb gave it a 7.7. So, Which is probably, crazy because that's higher than the last episode. And I thought the last episode was better than this episode. I know, so. but we can't judge. We can't, uh, trust, <laughs> True. can't trust people, can we? <laughs> That's true. Yep, yep. Stop moving. It's going to be crooked. Oh, sorry, boss. You know how hard it is to find skilled labor during wartime. (laughs) Okay, what do you think? Oh, you're wasted in medicine. Your real talent is painting chocolate boxes. Uh, I'm sorry, Major. I didn't see you down there. And you never will again. Well, here's the cake. Oh, Oh, it's great. (laughs) In keeping with the motif, I made it in the shape of a house. I wonder if I should go get the colonel now. I just passed by his office, and although Major Houlihan is keeping him busy with Plan A, it is obvious he's getting ants in his pants. Well, no, we don't have the booze yet. Give us ten minutes, Bobby. Come on. Boy, this is so exciting. Many's the time I've surprised someone in their tent, but never a man. Hey, Doc. What's up, guys? Snipers on a dinner break? I wish they were. <laughs> Lieutenant's been hit. It's nothing serious. I think it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Well, I can't see much here. We'll get you inside and shed some light on it. You want some help? No, it looks like C-spot run medicine. Anything I can do? Yeah, stick your head in that door and holler for a corpsman. Tell him to bring a board. Yes, sir. Would you go ahead and get the booze? I'll catch up to you in about 15 minutes. And uh, hold that party till I get there. I have to. You're the only one who looks good in your lampshade. Looks like you should have taken that desk job in Paris. French snipers use champagne corks. Doc, I didn't want to say something in front of the corporal, but when I got into this jeep, I didn't think it was all that serious. But now I can't move my legs. All right, let's move on to some. I have a few behind the scenes. They're, we're getting scarcer and scarcer as the episodes move on here. Colonel Potter's anniversary is February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, which we find out in this episode. Black Tuesday. The beginning to the Great Depression happened in 1929, not in the 1930s. One would expect Winchester to be aware of this, regardless of the fact that his family wasn't affected by the crash. In addition, there were no confirming reports of stockbrokers jumping out windows, merely rumours and anecdotes. Yeah. It's funny because this behind the scenes is from one quick line that Charles says yeah. <laughs> about people jumping out windows. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. 
Told you I'm desperate for info here because <laughs> there are very few. After Colonel Potter finds out about his paid off mortgage, he thinks back to telling his wife there was housing for rent on the base. Base housing is not rented by servicemen or women. Base housing is a benefit for married enlisted men and officers. There's also a bachelor quarters. So, yeah, there are mm. no, you don't pay for that, those base. Housing. No, I did think that actually when he said it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh! I'm so glad I found you. Well, you're about to lose me. He's going back to his tent. You can't go back to your tent. Uh, this will only take a minute. You know all the difficulty we're having rotating our nurses properly? No. Well, I've worked out a solution. Can't we do this later? It'll only take a minute. As you can see, I'm designating any nurse who works in the OR for one day as an OR1. If there's two days, then she's an OR2. The same thing with the lab, except they'll be designated as L1 and L2. However, by the third day, I have found that the average nurse becomes bored, lackadaisical, and totally disinterested. Therefore, under no circumstances will there ever be an OR3 or an L3. Am I going too fast for you? So, the PO1s will then become the L1s, and the LZs will become the OR1s, thus eliminating the dreaded threes. I look ridiculous in a cabana suit. Sir? Dreaded threes. I'm with you, Margaret. Uh, sir, if you would review these figures. If you insist, Major. Uh, now, Colonel, uh, so that you understand everything, why don't I review the entire plan? There's no need for that, Margaret. I like it. Like what? This rotation scheme of yours, OR1, OR2, 86, the dreaded threes. Good piece of thinking. It is? Type it up, have it on my desk by morning, and I'll post it in the afternoon. Oh. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to go to my tent and get out my poison pen. Oh, no, you can't. I mean, I mean, you can't post that yet. It's, it's just in the rough. Well, smooth it out. I trust you. Uh. Very well, sir. Uh, I've got the fun fact, and we got this again from Facebook at 21CF MASH TV. CBS executives would not allow an athletic supporter to be shown during the scene with Margaret Houlihan and Sidney Freeman in Dear Sigmund. Alan Alder, who wrote and directed it, admitted this was an interesting piece of reverse censorship because women's bras and underwear had been shown many times, hanging in various tents without a fuss. Ah, that's going to be interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Just because to show again that Alan Alder is not, not only... Is he a one for like feminism and, and bringing yeah. the rights of women, but also for men as well? Of course, why not? Yeah, and the, and this Facebook group I just found it. It's it's I'm assuming it's 20th Century Fox. That's what's 21 CF Mash yeah. TV. So it's like their official Facebook post, but they post some great information. Uh, one of our listeners turned me on to it, and oh, okay. I've been. I've been pulling stuff from that because they have some really cool, <laughs> uh, interesting behind the scenes stuff. Lieutenant. How you doing? I wouldn't try talking to him just now. He's busy being unconscious. Oh, BJ, I... Oh, my goodness. I, I didn't realize... It's all right, Father. We're taking him to post-op. Can you hang on for a few more minutes? Well, I'll try, but it won't be easy. How's the lieutenant, Doc? He's doing okay. Is he going to walk again? I was able to take the pressure off the spinal cord, and there's no visible sign of any damage. Is he going to walk? Look, Sergeant, it's a little early for... Doctor, is the lieutenant going to walk again or not? The best medical opinion I can give you is he might. That's all? He might. It's a lot better than he won't. Contrary to popular opinion, we're not gods. We find out about the future the same way everybody else does. I see. Nurse, move away from the chair. Hey, what do you think you're doing? My job. If the lieutenant can't walk out of here, neither does he. Are you... That's murder! If I'd had better aim the first time, then that wouldn't have been murder. This is a war, isn't it? Not in here. My lieutenant's paralyzed. And you're protecting the guy that did it. Now, who's the enemy here, anyway? 
Sergeant, put away your gun. Telling him isn't gonna help me walk again. Put away your gun. Don't make me full rank. You do everything you can for him. All right, we have trivia time. Last episode's question. Radar's mouse, after taking pet pills, won a race against a marine company mouse. What was the mouse's name? And the answer was Daisy. Hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> this episode's trivia question. Winchester once lent money to BJ and Hawkeye and then proceeded to ask for favors after favors. What did Winchester lend BJ and Hawkeye the money for? Hmm. If you know the answer to that question, go ahead and email us at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise what? Surprise this. You are the proud owner of your own house. And not the one with an anchor. My mortgage. This is what Mildred sent you? Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> Paid in full. How on earth did she do it six months early? Well, I believe she wrote in her letter that she saved the egg money. Well, mm. I'll be. And to think I got nervous when Mildred opened a charge account at the pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> look at what you folks did. <laughs> Almost like the real thing. We wanted it to look just like the powder house. To tell the truth, it doesn't. <laughs> Mildred's been after me for years to build one of them, but I like a fence that you can set on without getting a perforated carcass. If you don't beat all. Colonel, on behalf of those of us assembled, and, and those of us who are falling <laughs> apart, uh, we'd like to present you with a little something to keep the home fires burning. It's also suitable for cigars, cigarettes, and tax returns. Oh, gosh. Thanks. It's lovely. It was all Mildred's idea. That sweet petunia. You know, she was the one who wanted to buy a home in the first place. I said, what for? There's some fine housing for rent right here on the base. But she said she was tired of living like a gypsy. Wanted a place where she could put a nail in a wall anywhere she damn well liked. Well, took 20 years. <clears throat> But we got it. Thanks, Mildred. If anyone says there's a sweeter woman in the world, I wouldn't believe him for a minute. That is the most beautiful thing I have ever heard in my life. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH4077Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching Facebook.com slash MASH4077Podcast. Or just type in MASH4077Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 
geeky fanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. And, you know, compared to the last, that's the hard part about doing these podcasts is that we're always comparing them to the previous episode that we yeah. watched. You know, and we had some stellar episodes in this group of uh, six that we've been watching. This one wasn't bad. Again, all mash is great. This was just a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Well, Colonel, <laughs> good night. And congratulations. Oh, thank you, Margaret. Thanks for everything. What do you say we do this again in 20 years? Okay. Let's make it 19. That's when mine's paid off. Unless you got a letter from Peg. <laughs> Good night, Farmers. Oh, here's what I did wrong. I forgot to mention that when the woman walked into the bar, she had a duck on her head. <laughs> ah, now it all falls uh, into place. Kind of cute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Good night, Padre. Good night. Good night, sir. Oh, come here. First thing tomorrow, place a call to Mildred. A real one this time. Consider it dialed, sir. Good night, son. Good night. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.